0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I cannot eat another one of those. You're going to turn sausage. into a glizzy, glizzy lizzy. <laughs> if it's a breakfast sausage, I don't mind. Breakfast sausage is so good, but. I had like six yesterday and then six the day before. Six? And then two and a half this morning because I was a little hungover. Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between.
2: I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour.
1: I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You
2: can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at
1: patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com.
3: Hey.
2: Hey. Me and Liz have been hanging out and talking for the past 45 minutes. Here we are. And now we've brought you into the conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's it for us. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for thanks,
1: listening. Thanks for tuning in.
2: Um, can I tell you about this water bottle I got? Absolutely. This is not sponsored, but I'm so fucking hyped about it. It's called Lark. I was... Um, with, a Q. with a Q. That's how you know it's fancy. Um, I got kind of suckered into it on Shark Tank, but it's actually incredible. So it is a self-cleaning water bottle. Because you know how like disgusting water bottles get because yeah. of all the b- oh, yeah. bacterium?
1: Uh-huh. I'm familiar.
2: It. So you press it and then it's a 60 second cleaning cycle and you do it like this like a few times while it's doing that. So it like really gets to the water, but it's going to get the water anyway. You Ooh. never have to clean it. Um, And uh, they donate 1% of all the money that they get to uh, populations that don't have access to fresh drinking water.
1: Hell yeah. Well, you got to love a company with a mission. Hell yeah. So I bought one. Um, and Hashtag not sponsored.
2: Not sponsored. It's a lot of money. I I didn't want to tell Frank how much I spent on it. He was like, how much is that? I'm like,
1: what? Well, now you need to tell all of the listeners. Well, it was
2: $120. Jesus Christ. But here's the thing. But-
1: I mean, people are killing each other for Stanley Cup, so.
2: Yeah, that, it's it keeps your water cold for 24 hours okay keep, but it'll also keep your drinks warm for 12 Ooh, mm-hmm.
1: is it does it have any lead no S- C- bpa free suck on that stanley yeah stanley i i have nothing against stanley me Cubs. neither
2: me neither i just you know I, I feel interesting when i don't like things that everyone else likes
1: <laughs> it's all i have in this world i mean that's a, all that a lot of people have is just being a hater
2: yeah drinking that haterade out of their stanley or i guess out of their not stanley
1: i bet they they have a knockoff stanley i have a knockoff stanley i i feel like the appeal in my opinion is that it fits into the cup holder absolutely and my knockoff stanley does that my water bottle does not fit in the cup holder yeah most of mine don't so i make mr liz the cup holder he's a good that's great the downside is um is that he has to also I have to pay the water tax uh-huh. so he also gets to have many sips of my water okay well you know the, that's the way he drinks water is like how a kid drinks water until it's gone oh no I I'll get to, it gets to a point where I look at him and I'm like are you done is there any water left in there yeah I get so mad I think he does it on purpose oh for sure he knows I get mad yeah yeah there's it's <laughs> the, I
2: I'm convinced that a boyfriend's mission in life is to just figure out
1: something that bothers you a little bit, and they and just and turn into a, a bit, bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drinking all your water. well, now he at least knows to fill it back up. Okay, see that's progress. Yeah, because I was like, if you're gonna drink my water, you're gonna fill it back y- up. You need to fill it up because wow. I'm gonna fucking kill you. He does all the. He's a Swiss Army knife boyfriend.
2: Yeah, he uh, he's the cup holder. He's the cup filler. Uh huh. He's the heart filler. Hmm. I had a dream last night that um. Mr. Liz asked you to be his girlfriend and in the dream Aww. it was like finally like y'all have lived together. Is <laughs>
1: that your girlfriend? Yeah uh, and you funny. were so amped about it. It's like and he finally like, popped the question. It's like, good for you Liz. Will you be my girlfriend? Yeah I mean. And I said I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we should get uh, Jesse Lyons back on the dream mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the dream scientist that we had on um, how many episodes ago was that? Like a hundred? So many. So long ago. Let's We've lived so
1: many life- lifetimes.
2: Um, so I have two thought starter questions. One of them is sex related. And the only reason that I thought of a second one is because my first one isn't sex related. So I was like, well, we do have a sex and dating podcast. Maybe my question should pertain to such. But my first question before I had um an awakening about what the whole purpose of this podcast is was... You know how, like, artists have, like, riders for, like, when they have a concert, what they want in their dressing room or what they don't want in their dressing room? But no. Oh, yeah. So all, artists, all artists will have a rider. Like, like, please have, like, um, a robe back there for me and, like, M&Ms and, like, Smart Water. And then they'll, like, be mm-hmm. sure that they have them in there. Uh-huh. And I was thinking what I would want on my rider. And, like, I would want a dog back there <laughs> for Snugs. At all times, um, I need a therapy dog, yeah. I would just want like a dog to like pet, um, and uh, water, and I feel like, and maybe like turkey jerky, <laughs> but that's like really all I need in this life of sin, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh huh, me and my turkey jerky. So, I was wondering what you think you would have
1: on your rider, like, what would you <sighs> want backstage at every event? I love this, event? I love this question, um. I would want a turkey sandwich. Okay. With what on it? Uh, I like just a a regular turkey sandwich. So I like obviously the turkey, but I prefer like the shredded turkey. Not the kind that... You buy in like a pack? um, Like like the... I prefer if it's fresh from the deli. Right. So you want deli turkey. And I don't like the kind of like slices of turkey like that you would get, have on Thanksgiving. I don't want that. No, you want like yeah. thin slices. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then lettuce, tomato, onion, mayo, what mustard. What kind of, what kind of bread? Um, <laughs> sourdough. Nice. Good choice. I love sourdough. Hell yeah. Um, so I'd want a turkey sandwich. And you know what? It doesn't need to be sourdough. I'm not too picky with the bread. Okay. Turkey sandwich uh and then i think i obviously water uh but not arrowhead or dasani i don't like those they don't taste good no and dasani has like a lot of like shit in it like that's probably why i don't like it no nobody likes dasani and i i don't like arrowhead that one tastes weird too yeah uh, arrowhead is like
2: prominent like in a lot of places okay what else is that all you want a turkey sandwich and Um, water? no
1: uh, I also would like probably an Olipop. Okay. Strawberry vanilla, which is what I'm drinking now. Nice. Um, and maybe that's it.
2: Hell yeah. Just like a solid lunch. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, Liz.
1: I just need a meal. Yeah. To be prepared. Okay. For whatever's about to happen. Exactly. And if I'm tired, then I want an iced coffee. Nice. <laughs> cool. I love that. I've I've also never uh performed you know. Yeah. I, so I, I, I haven't thought about it before. Well, if we ever go on tour, we have our riders figured out. Yeah. Turkey sandwich. I know this is not a teaser, that'd be so sad if we oh, were Oh like- I forgot to include cheese. I want cheese on my turkey sandwich. Okay. Um I like Provolone. Nice. But sometimes I'm in a mood for cheddar, sharp cheddar. Nice. I'm in the mood for cheddar like money. I'm also in the mood for that. Who isn't in the mood for money, you know? And on that note, please subscribe to us on Patreon. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I'm actually not kidding. Actually, tell your friends about this podcast, please. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Tell them and then tell their friends to tell their friends. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting an MLM. Yeah, right. Just get Except three it's friends. Just, if you get three friends to listen to this podcast, we could come up with like fun little names. Yeah. Like you would be like the Pope. The only difference is you don't have to put any money in and you don't get any money back. But you so do get our undying appreciation. Not we, that we you don't already have money. it, but yeah. <laughs> we get add money based on streams. So, yeah. And then you guys can see more of us and we can do it full time. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, <laughs> great for me, personally. <laughs> it's all I want. Anyways, did you, what, what's... Uh, oh, my second question.
2: So when I realized that my rider question was not sex related, um, unless you want to consider the phrase rider to be sex related, which it could be. But I asked chat GPT. I gave them a little bit of information about our podcast. I said, Mm -hmm. what's a good question to ask my co-host? And they said, if you could create an alter ego superhero based on your favorite sex position, what would your superhero's name be and what would their superpower be?
1: Wow. Yeah. Superhero name and superpower based on my favorite sex position? Yeah. Huh. Well, I don't know what my, I don't know what it's called okay do you want to describe what we can we could give a name I feel, I feel like you could call it like flying doggy style because you're laying down yeah one leg up oh the one that we yeah, yeah. we talked about it because yes. i tried it after you told me and i was like this is the best fuck yeah the flying this is my favorite the flying doggy style yeah hell yeah um and her superpower is this is such a complicated question. I know. This is like, how do I apply these? This is the future we can expect when <laughs> robots take over. <laughs> My superpower would be...
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think. um Flying doggies. St- going flying. into subspace. And... Yeah. That's it. Hell yeah. I don't know. Fuck yeah. Smelling... Sniffing out all those alphas. Mm-hmm. If we're
1: talking dogs and Omegaverse. Yeah. Which I can't <laughs> get off of. Well, I mean, that's the only one that I've read. I'm sorry. That was such a boring answer. No, I think it was a great answer. Liz. It was a very complicated question. Well, that's a that's a, a warm up activity for you. It, it really got the noodle working. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's is
2: that what kids are calling it these days. <laughs> Mine would be. Oh, yeah. um, Miss Missionary.
1: Kay. I'm coming up with this on the fly. Oh, I definitely thought
2: you had already... Nope. You would think. <laughs> but no. I, I read it and I, I thought, good idea. And Miss did Missionary. Not, Miss Missionary. And her superpower would be uh, preaching. I don't know. What do missionaries do?
1: They do preach. Yeah. I was like, what, what are you doing? What are you saying when you're doing missionary that you would be preaching? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think yours would be... Um, Since you like to be very vocal, Mm -hmm. um, I think you would have one of those supersonic screams. Oh, hell yeah. Or it'd be like a siren. I could like control men (laughs) just by singing my song. You know what? I would want mine. I would just want to. uh, (laughs) You know what? I thought it and now I like don't want to say it, but now I feel like I have to. You do. Um, Like to put out fires, uh, you could just squirt so much <laughs> so my superpower would be squirting it drowning people in this pussy hell yeah <laughs> i think that's what mine would be oh fuck yeah They'd be like oh god is this piss i don't know yeah, some of it is <laughs> some
2: of it's piss some of it's you're drowning in piss um some people would like that there's that Nicki minaj lyric that's like i put put that ass to sleep, now they call me NyQuil. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be a great superpower. Just being oh, yeah. able to
1: just make them all fall asleep. That would be great. That would be really helpful. Which
2: would, I feel like would also be what a missionary does. And I also would appreciate that if I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That'd be so nice. Yeah. Fucking Ambien. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Miss Missionary. For president. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey... <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to.
1: Download the new Bumble now. Um. So the next chapter of this episode is a listener email. Woo! We wanted to read it last week, but we ran out of time um, because I just did not want to... Get off my high horse of preaching. <laughs> and or was that should've. last week? Think no. It, what, it was two, two weeks, weeks ago? ago.
2: What did we talk about last week? Last week we talked about... Oh, you edited it. Edited it? Edited it. We talked about um, men fucking couches and Pringles cans. Uh-huh. Um, that's all I remember, really. Oh, wait. It's coming back to me. How long sex should last. Uh-huh. And foreplay.
1: Oh, uh, the AI stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I pulled, I literally pulled it up. And I was like, what did I write? The mm. description. Okay, anyways, okay. we're going to read a listener email. I just fully licked the microphone. I <laughs> mean, you're using it, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, The subject line is, no relationship is perfect, but where is the line? Hi, ladies. It's been a while since I've written in but I'm looking for a little advice from my internet big sisters. I'm so sorry. This is so long. Feel free to spark notes if needed. I feel like it's, it's not that long. Um, over the last year, I've started dating a guy who was a long-term friends with benefits. He kind of snuck up on me. We started hanging out casually in March of 2021, three years ago, this March. And last summer got to the point where we were only hanging out with each other and started to grow real feelings. I was super hesitant to commit to being in a relationship because I just want to, wanted to date around and see what I like and explore. I wasn't expecting to fall in love on accident. We've been official for six months now, but I grew up hyper-Morm- in a hypermormon home where the only relationships I'd ever seen were ones that were perfect, aka they hid all the disagreements, fighting and differences and acted like they were the perfect pair that never had issues and were brought together by God. My relationship isn't like that. We have differences and disagreements, and I truly grew up thinking that means you weren't meant to be. After last week's episode where you talked about no relationship being perfect and it's about working together to make it work really got me thinking, where is that line? Between we aren't perfect, but we are good and can make this work. And no, there are too many red flags and differences here. We are talking about moving in together in a year, maybe. Basically, he is someone I feel like there could be a future with, but our differences scare the hell out of me. Some big pros and cons in our relationship. Pros. He is so respectful of me. He pushes me to chase my goals. He helps me with my ADHD lifestyle and helps me keep things organized He adores my puppy like his own, the only kid I ever planned to have. He fully supports my decision to be child free. He listens to my concerns and helps me problem solve. He goes along with my crazy hyper fixations and ideas like really all out couples Halloween costumes. And he fully committed to when I got excited about it. I think that's cute. That's super cute. Uh, He is really great about splitting the division of labor in our daily life, like dishes, making dinner, grocery shopping, cleaning, etc. When I voice a concern in our relationship, he really listens. We are both bisexual and very secure and supportive of each other in our sexualities and journey of self-discovery. And now for the cons. Um, Cons. We have political, we have different political ideas. I'm stoutly liberal. He just kind of doesn't keep up with politics, but is open to hearing opinions when I need to voice them. He has a short fuse when it comes to authority, which has led to him losing a job before with a boss he is really he has really clashed with. Um, he's a big video gamer to the point it sometimes gets in the way of life. It can be a coping mechanism for him, but he acknowledges it isn't healthy and says he wants to change. He doesn't like the lead up into sex as much as I do. He just wants to jump right in. And even though he always makes sure I finish first and usually a field time, a few times i'd really love more kissing and build-up he is a little uncomfortable around my family because of religious differences and sometimes it's hard to hang hang with him around them but my family is really close even after i left the church and then this is last one he is sometimes loud and obnoxious in social settings especially ones where he isn't super comfortable and it's hard to be around and sometimes embarrassing thank you so much for your time and for being a safe place for people to come and connect Wow.
2: Well, my first thoughts are, first of all, it's a very good question where the line is. I don't think there's really like, I think that is kind of a blurred line for everyone. It's different for everyone. But my second big thought before we just discuss all of it is like the list of cons sound like you, like they all have a but with them, you know, like we have different political views, but he's willing to listen. And like, Um, He doesn't like the lead up to sex, but he like does make sure that I like finish first and multiple times and did it. You know, it's like and then all of the the pros are all things that like thank God you don't have to teach him to do these things, Mm -hmm. you know, like because that's a lot of legwork, like figuring out like division of labor and like like supporting you and like your interests and like what you want to do. You know, those are all things that are I don't know what like I feel like the opposite of all of the pros would be yeah. the line for me. You know what I mean? Like somebody that doesn't support you, somebody
1: that someone who's disrespectful, someone who yeah. doesn't want you to accomplish your goals. Totally. Totally. Someone who blames like ADHD disorganization on you. Yes. Um that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, you are right. All of these cons do come with kind of like a but. Yeah. Um I think the only ones that don't really come with a but uh we, we can go through them point by point, but in general, I think that in general, a lot of men are kind of like not really attuned to women's issues, especially in a political aspect, because they're not women, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And as much as like personally, like as much as I would love if I, like Mr. Liz is very supportive, but he's not going to be as involved as I am. Right, and that's just kind of like that's how it is, yeah, <laughs> I know that sounds bad, well, I, no, but it's it's like they he has less stake in the game,
2: I mean, yeah, exactly,
1: like women's it issues are everyone's you,
2: issues, but it doesn't yeah. affect him directly, right,
1: yeah, so when something doesn't affect you directly, like you're more likely to be less involved, yeah, and that's always disappointing, but, um. I think as long as they're supportive also, it's so hard to be in a position where you are like trying to educate your partner on like intersectional feminism. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Cause it feels like, kind of like a responsibility and it's something that is so emotional um, because it does directly affect like your rights totally. and you're like, I need you to be as impassioned about this as I am. Yeah, but um, I remember just like when Roe versus Wade got overturned, um, my therapist was like, "Well, Mister Liz is like never going to fully understand." Yeah, then and then I was like, "That's true." <laughs>
2: yeah, because how could he? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean, like, just the the want to list or like the the capacity to to listen and like Mm -hmm. try is so you can't teach someone that so like when they have it that's such a green flag yeah rather than just being like oh it doesn't affect me whatever i don't really fucking care
1: and i mean it doesn't say that he is like conservative conservative or anything um it just says that he doesn't really keep up with politics so yeah that's a little bit different because i do think that politics can be very exhausting yeah Um, so I can understand having some boundaries with being like, I mean, and that's absolutely a place of privilege to be totally be like, I'm not even going to be involved because like my life hasn't really changed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, but I think those are things that can change over time. Like as he starts to see your perspective more and more over time, um, short fuse with authority. Yeah, that's a rough one.
2: I mean, it is, but also it's one of those things that, like, I feel like having an issue with authority is common. Not that it's right, but it's also, like, you can practice getting better at that. Yeah. And especially if it's, like, a big... If it's, like, a deal-breaker in a relationship, especially one that somebody wants to, like, actively work at, then that's Mm -hmm. one of those things that I feel like would be easy to fix.
1: The things that he wants to work on he's gonna have to do that himself yeah and that's also really difficult like you can't make someone go to therapy yeah
2: um you're also never going to find someone that doesn't have something to work on that's like yeah, such that's a so true part of the human experience yeah. like you know these these cons too obviously we don't have to deal with them it's so easy from the outside but it's like like i said if your pros were flipped and then those were your cons we would be having a different conversation here.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: these don't really feel like red flags as much as they do... They're
1: just challenges. Challenges,
2: yeah. Um, That's what my therapist calls a yellow flag.
1: I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the video gamer thing and the short fuse with authority, like, those are definitely things that, it, even if he agrees that they're things that he needs to work on, he needs to actually do it. Yeah, <laughs> And I think that... Um, You need to decide what your boundaries are. And I was telling someone else this earlier today, like boundaries and ultimatums get confused yeah. often. So your boundary cannot be, you need to do this or I'm going to do this. Yeah. That's an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. You need to go to therapy or I'm leaving this relationship. Um, I That's obviously not a boundary. A boundary is like, what your limit is, yeah. If you're like, it's not
2: like a go to therapy. We're breaking up. It would be more of like a, we need to figure out a way to manage your outbursts that help me feel safe in this relationship. You know, like mm-hmm. something like that, rather than like a fix this or this. Yeah. How it's can like I a,
1: support you?
2: Yeah. Like, but while also keeping my energy protected. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I feel like that would be like an example of a boundary in that scenario Mm -hmm. or like a boundary for like the video game stuff like not like if you don't stop playing video games we're gonna break up a boundary would be
1: like when you're using video games as a coping mechanism yeah like what things can we put into place that help you cope better
2: yeah or like a boundary of like let's not do this on like one of our date nights Mm mm-hmm like something simple like that it's just like trying to get those things in your ducks in a row with the things that he needs to work on with himself because like you're never going to change someone they're going to have to want to do that themselves like you said
1: yeah so also i mean with the lead up to sex i feel like i i mean i don't know if you vocalize that to him but that seems like that's an easy fix you know yeah i i think yeah if you say like what you need to be more into it because you want both of your needs to be met when you're having sex. It's like an intimate thing and it's for both people because you're both participating in it. So, I mean, I would at least vocalize that first. I I think too, this is kind of jumping around a bit, but I love a sex debrief. Oh yeah. Like I love this part. I also would like more of this. (laughs)
2: Like the context of you growing up in a family where like, couples never fight Mm. is such important context too i'm so glad that you called that out because i think like a lot of people deal with that where it's like well my parents never fought so like if i'm fighting then something's wrong and it's like
1: every couple has issues no they're just repressing all of their problems and feelings yeah i mean that's kind of how mine were (laughs) yeah right it's and it's Like,
2: I mean, not a comfortable feeling. Mm -hmm. How people portray their relationship, even if you're so close to them, is entirely different from what they're experiencing internally. Mm -hmm. Like, 100% of the time. So, it makes sense that you would see issues in a relationship and be like, is this, should I draw the line? Like, we're about to move in
1: together. Like, is this the right thing? Well, if you really think about it, too, not to, I mean, I don't know your parents' relationship. Um, So not to like minimize their relationship. But when we look at our parents relationships and we see like we identify like problems within their their communication because we ended up having to undo the problems in their communication um, in, in your current relationship, like you can reflect on that and be like. I am so thankful I have a relationship that is not like my parents yeah, or like doesn't have this aspect that my parents had of like never fighting and Mm -hmm. like telling everybody like God brought you together. It's God's will. Like, yeah, you don't have to have a relationship like that. And I think that's one of like the best things is reminding yourself that your relationship is something you make together and it doesn't need to look any certain way. Yeah. And, um, Mr. Liz told me this earlier today. I think it's a good reminder. It was about something else. But uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. It really is. So I think as we get older and as relationships become more complex over time, like we're we're just expecting more from our, our partners than we used to because... Times, times have just changed. Yeah. <laughs> it's inevitable. Yeah. Um, And the point of relationships previously were like for financial benefit and whatnot. Yeah. Right. And I
2: mean like as you know women are becoming more independent too like mm-hmm. we do we have to require more from our partners than just. Like, coming home and having, like, expecting dinner to be on the table and mm-hmm. the kids to be in bed already, you know? Like, they're, like you said, times have changed, <laughs> so our expectations need to change
1: along with them. Mm-hmm. What but, would you say about the the con where um, he's sometimes loud and, and obnoxious in social settings?
2: Um, I don't know. Like, it's it's tough because it's like, if... It sounds like it's like a nervous thing for Mm -hmm. him that it's like that's so tough to bring up because it's like because
1: if you if they're already nervous yeah that's like a delicate piece because then if you shame them for the their behavior of something they're already like anxious about yeah ooh yeah it's a slippery slope it's also really tough
2: because like I I dealt with this with a few guys that I've dated where it's like I. I feel like I have to like referee the interactions with groups because Mm -hmm. like I brought him so I like have to be the one to be like laughing really hard at his jokes so he like doesn't feel stupid or like warning everybody ahead of time like oh so and so is like a little embarrassing around groups you know but like (laughs) my therapist had to work with me a lot on like that is not your responsibility like Mm -hmm. you are a separate person nobody expects you nobody's like oh my god like she brought like this person she's the worst you know it's like uh oh he's like a little obnoxious independent of you like when you think about how you think about your friends boyfriends every one of my friends boyfriends that I have not liked has not made me judge my friend
1: yeah that's true independently it's that's always true. just like
2: this fucking bum that she's chosen to date not that this guy is a bum but like with my friends all of my friends are in this, like, period of life right now where they're, like, dumping their bummy boyfriends.
1: Yeah. And I'm
2: looking back on it now and I'm like, I n- have never once judged them for the person that they've dated.
1: Yeah. Never once. Well, and then I also wonder how much of it is the the writer of this email, how much is it more so how their own insecurities rather than their partner? Yeah. So, like, I don't know if you might be projecting that um, embarrassment because yeah. you're concerned how people will judge you yeah. based on your partner. Because I I know I've told this story on the podcast before, but it makes me think about my ex. He would treat me like I was being embarrassing when there was literally nothing to mm-hmm. be embarrassed of. Like, um, the situation I think of the most is when we were at a wedding with people that we went went to high school with and then this group of girls like tried to make me feel bad (laughs) like one of them pretended to not know me and maybe she didn't recognize me but all I said was like oh yeah we went to to school together and then how she reacted was so bizarre she was like oh my god I'm so sorry and I was like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Not losing any sleep over it. And then I was like, was that rude of me? Cause she tried to make me feel like I was being rude by just being like, Oh no, I know you. I did not overthink it. But then my ex like overheard these girls, like then being like, go pretend you don't know her and introduce yourself. And he like was embarrassed to be with me, even though I was not the one who was behaving embarrassingly. So sometimes like so, it's so how annoying. I know. So like sometimes how one person is acting is based on their own fear of what the is the status quo. Yeah. And sometimes that's fucking bullshit because these adult women were trying to like bully me. Yeah. Which is objectively embarrassing on their part. Yeah. And I took away their opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So they weren't they weren't very happy about that. Good. They don't deserve happiness. Um, So I just I wanted to argue maybe the other side of that. Like, is he actually being embarrassing or are you just like being overly sensitive to what other people's opinions might be? Totally. And that's what like goes along with what I
2: was saying, too, in a way of like it's it really is just about managing yourself in Mm the situation because like you don't want to make him change who he is. Yeah. But also. Maybe, maybe it would help. I don't know if you're asking for advice for these cons. I don't think you are, but like maybe it would help to like bring up like to him, like you seem like a little like,
1: like nervous uh, nervous in
2: social situations. Can I do anything to make you feel better in those situations? Mm -hmm. Because then he'll know that like, it's something that you've noticed. Mm -hmm. Like this is, I mean, this is what we've been saying the whole time. All of these feel very manageable. They're not like trying to teach a man how to be a good partner. It's like trying to kind of tie up loose ends we all will always have some cons Mm -hmm. that like we just have to figure out how to manage with our partner that period nobody's perfect we all are coming into relationships with a bunch of baggage and skeletons and just like our own life stuff Mm -hmm. and then it's just about trying to like iron them out
1: together and figure out how to like
2: coexist with all of this Mm -hmm. i think uh
1: my overall conclusion of like Where is the line? Because as you were saying, it's going to be dependent on you and your partner and the relationship. But where I think a solid line is, is if you cannot overcome challenges together. Yes. Like if you don't know how to like some people will say, like if you don't know how to fight or if you don't know how to argue together, whatever, like that's not my management style of how I like to handle challenges um in the way that like you you figure it out together how you want to manage conflict because if you can't overcome conflict if one of you is always the victim and one of you is always wrong that's just not a sustainable relationship no I'm some people argue and fight more than others and that's normal to them Mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't like impact like your overall well-being and happiness yeah because some people like to argue yeah but i think just not being able to resolve conflict together in like a way where it's like a win-win type situation or where you both feel like you were heard yeah and that you were able to like find a resolution together Mm -hmm. and there i mean There's always going to be times where not both of you are happy, but where you're able to find a resolution. Yeah. Right. So I think that's more so where I would say the line is because you also don't want to be in a relationship with anyone that you can't productively resolve conflict with. No. So if you continue to have problems over and over and over again, and then they never seem to improve, that's when you need to reflect and be like, do I want to keep doing this forever? Yeah. I think that's a great line. Yeah.
3: Support your journey to wellness at b i o p t i m i z e r s dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
2: Um, so we've talked about this briefly, but this is an interesting uh, angle on it. Have you heard Ariana Grande's new song "Yes and"?
1: Yeah, I listened to most of it.
2: I liked it, but I also didn't really listen to the words, and I thought it was. I was like whatever. I like the music video a lot. Um but the title of this article it's unmashable. It's TikTokers say Ariana Grande has a home wrecker kink. What is it? <laughs> which I've never heard of. Which makes sense. I mean, I've like heard of like I guess infidelity kinks like or like the idea of like Ooh, like, I hope I hope your wife doesn't find out about this, you mm-hmm. know, but like not actually a home homewrecker kink, you know? Yeah. She apparently addressed the whole Ethan Slater thing in the song with the lyric. Oh. Um, your business is yours and mine is mine. Why do you care so much whose dick I ride? Which is nuts, given the man was married and ha- just had a whole ass child.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, do you think we need to debri- debrief the situation with our listeners?
2: Yeah, we we have in the past, but it might be worth talking about again. Yeah,
1: just as a reminder, Ariana Grande was married to a guy. I think he like worked in real estate. Mm-hmm. He just he looked like healthy Pete Davidson yeah. mixed with her brother. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then she was filming The Wizard of Oz with. Wicked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wicked, <laughs> which is about The Wizard of Oz. Yes. So I'm not wrong. Yeah, you weren't wrong. She was filming Wicked with um, Ethan Slater as one of her co-stars and Ethan Slater is this guy who has been in Broadway musicals, including SpongeBob, the musical, um, as SpongeBob.
2: <laughs> and he looks exactly like you would expect someone yeah, playing he SpongeBob to like, look.
1: Yeah, yeah. If SpongeBob were a person. Yeah. Um, so except a little less cute, I feel like SpongeBob would at least be like a little cuter. Yeah. In a more en- endearing kind of way. He'd Anyways, look a little more alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both Ethan Slater and Ariana Grande look like... Embalmed. They—that <laughs> That is the perfect way to describe it. They literally do. <laughs> they look like they had the color sucked out of them. Yeah. It- anyways, she essentially broke up this marriage with this man and his wife who had just had a baby. And they had been together for like 10 years. Yeah. And now Ethan Slater and Ariana Grande are dating. Yep. It seems... And she'll break up another marriage. Yeah. This is certainly. A, this is not the first time that this has happened too. Um, It's kind of a history of it. Yeah. Right. With like Big Sean and Naya Rivera. Uh-huh. Pa- Cassie David and Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So apparently this is known as a home record kink. Uh, It's when people are turned on by the thought or act of tempting people who are already in a committed relationship and or having sex with them. Hmm. We don't know if Grande has a homewrecker kink and none of the rumors about her exis- extramarital <laughs> existential and none of the rumors about her extramarital affairs have proven to be true, but they spread so far and wide that Grande addresses them directly. in yes, and so. OK, so this article, they talked to sex and relationship therapists and saw what they have to say about it. And, and like, is this a kink or is this daddy issues? Well, so they say it's a kink, but Both. it's niche. It's a very niche uh-huh. and it's a kink because it's taboo. Yeah. And um it's can be very exciting and sexually stimulating. That's so true. It would be very exciting because it's like wrong. Right. It's the appeal it's is passionate. Being so incredibly desired that someone would cheat on their partner for you like they'd risk everything for you. Like mm-hmm. that's the that's the appeal. Um It's also worth noting that the research that these therapists have done are like very much so on straight couples (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm. because it's mostly straight people that are engaging in fidelity yeah because like and they said this isn't to say queer people couldn't be involved or with or within other communities but heterosexual relationships seem to be where it's most prevalent um this is possibly due to heteronormative scripting which is very present in the way we talk about home record kinks scripting refers to the ways we articulate cultural norms um, This relates to home wrecking and by extension, home wrecker kinks, because the way we talk about cheating is very gendered. Home wrecker is an insult usually directed at women, while men are usually forgiven and not as often accused of home wrecking on purpose. That's so true.
1: Yeah. I've never heard of a man being referred to as a home wrecker. Yeah. Isn't
2: that interesting? Wow. I and know. then
1: it's always like the other woman. Yeah. You don't ever hear like the other man. No, right. It's just this slut cheated on me. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. They also say, plus gay, lesbian and bisexual people are less likely, according to one study, to conform to gender roles in their lives, including archetypal. Archetypal. Why does that feel um, I, wrong?
1: Because it sounds weird, but I, I believe you're saying it correctly.
2: Archetypal ideas about marriage. They're also more likely to experiment with consensual non-monogamy, according to the study mm-hmm. of j- the Journal of Bisexuality. It so it may just be the danger of home wrecking is less of a big deal in these spaces. <sighs> but it's interesting Something I'd never thought of, but makes so much sense, there's also um ways to make this uh to fulfill this kink for yourself without actually having an affair, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just like being like a third or uh, um like being with someone in an open relationship, yeah, or uh just like pretending like
1: role playing because something like that is so harmful, yeah. You like, really fuck up lives. Yeah. It's harmful to you. It's harmful to the person that you're having an affair with. And then it's harmful to that other person and potentially their children. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah. And if you're, if you are ch- cheating on your partner, stop it. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, knock it off. No, um, break up with them. <laughs>
2: break up with them. Nobody's making you be in a relationship. Yeah.
1: And if you're afraid to be alone, that's a you thing. That's yeah. a That's a you need to sit with yourself and be like, why don't I like myself? enough to be alone try therapy maxing yeah <laughs> oh speaking of maxing i sent amelia a tweet oh and it God. was like screenshots of dudes saying like i've been diet maxing but it's just anorexia <laughs> they're just not eating it, do not do that yeah i I, don't, so I i know someone who did that and i was like you can fuck up your body yeah like, he wouldn't eat until mm-hmm. he was hungry. Like, er, no, until he got a headache. Yep. <laughs> if he didn't eat until he was hungry, that'd be normal. Yeah, right. No, he <laughs> what the eat- fuck is He wouldn't <laughs> eat all day until he got a headache. That's so, it's so scary. Or, like, you That's, feel like you're about to pass out. It's really damaging on your body. Yeah. But I also was, like, one of the comments was, like, why, <laughs> I like, it's sad that there are renaming anorexia to feel more masculine yeah because that's something that you would qualify as like a women's problem yeah anorexia and bulimia yeah but we literally watch gym bros do it all the time manorexia and bulimia oh shit (laughs) there Uh, how's that for did you just come up with that on the fly (laughs) oh my god you're genius thank you so much diet maxing who (laughs) (laughs) yeah i got you
2: on the rebrand god it does make me really sad though no it's it's sad and it's yeah it's sad it's scary it's i mean eating disorders are never it's like we can i know that we're not but like we could make fun of these fucking maxing idiots all day like this is that's a scary thing to go through because eating disorders don't get talked about a lot in especially yeah with men with men but i i can think of four dudes just sitting here right now that i know Uh that have had eating disorders oh yeah that's a
1: bit. That's uh, too many. And that's just dudes I know. Yeah. I recently was overhearing... Um, it was... they were people talking about... <laughs> I think this was in a public setting. Like, I don't think I, like, heard this on TikTok or something. But they were talking about... Um, what's his fucking name? Wolverine? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. His routine for Wolverine uh, is... Essentially, starving himself, but then on like filming days, he doesn't drink any water. He dehydrates himself because that makes you look more muscular, and then oh, and like vascular be- too. That makes yeah. sense. And then he'd be like about to faint, be ready to pass out on set. What the fuck, man! I know. I'm just like this is. We need to. I just want everybody to to like themselves. Yeah. Even honestly, even the people who suck, I want them to like themselves. They yeah. suck because they don't like themselves. Right. So maybe if they like themselves, there would be nobody that sucks. As my therapist would say, just take a few deep breaths and send them some compassion because they don't like themselves. Pass. That's I'm sad. I know. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, nah, fuck them. <laughs> they deserve none of my compassion. Yeah. I hope they're sad forever now. Fuckers. No, It'd be it's so much less insufferable if they like felt happier. good about
2: themselves. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, nobody is like that and happy. Mm hmm. Which is sad. Anyways. But anyway, on that Re- high note. Reach out
1: to a manorexic. Or a bohemic. Yeah. Bohemic. Near you. Near you.
2: All right. Cool. That well, this has been um an interesting episode. Well, this is wild ride. We have really run the
1: gamut. Yeah. We're both running out of steam.
2: Yeah, my eyes are closing i even took a nap <laughs> wow i haven't eaten dinner yet though that's why i did the the liz classic ate a pb and j before you got here it's really good
1: uh i had a smoothie and then a handful or several handfuls of peanut butter pretzels oh fuck yeah all
2: right well thank you for listening
1: we love you our children felt that one in my soul honestly that was probably one of our better ones well i i mean i think all of them are the better ones uh there's two kinds of good ones the ones that are like especially obnoxious yeah or the ones where it actually sounds kind of nice which one was that uh i think that one actually sounded kind of nice and had a nice little touch of obnoxious sprinkled in yeah yeah as a treat